Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Bengals look good, gonna beat that ass up. Who this fine motherfucker gonna beat that ass up? Trey's your daddy gonna beat that ass up. Hoes you playing with, beat that ass up. And welcome back to Fuck, Fuck You, We, we like, like the Bengals. Featuring the worst rappers on the planet. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting next to me is... Lloyd Johnson. What's up, dude? We are, uh, we're in one shot today because our producer, Cody Hucker, is uh, off being a person. And uh, he's allowed to live his life. Kinda. So, yeah, we we kind so. of a person. How are you, Lloyd? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. You uh, can we talk about it? Uh, the, the zoo? No. Oh. Uh, we can talk about my birthday. Yeah, we can talk about your birthday. That was also kind of a zoo. How was it for you? Uh, daddy turned forty. Daddy turned forty. Uh, I imagine like you're the kind of person like you're just like, man, eh, I'm forty. Yeah, I don't care at all. Yeah, that's like when I turned thirty, I was like. I was nervous that it was going to hit me. I'm just, but now I'm just like, I felt like I was forcing it to hit me instead. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Like, I think there's some people that are bothered by stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think that's one of those things, like, you and I have learned over time. You're supposed to care about stuff like this. Yeah. So you try to. Yeah. I gave that up a long time ago. I haven't. <clears throat> I'll put it this way. Twice in my life, I've forgotten it was my birthday until someone mentioned it to me. <laughs> One of those times, I was married, and it was up till 7 p.m. when my dad called. <laughs> he was like, what? What? It's my birthday. <clears throat> yeah, he called, and he was like, happy birthday. And I was like, what? He was like, have you not been around a fucking calendar? And I was like, oh, it's, it's today? He's like, yeah, it's your fucking birthday. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cool, man, thanks. And I just thought about, like, I've made it through work, a little bit of the second job I worked at, and got home, and no one had said anything all day. And I was Nobody. Like, oh, well. Guess if uh, if I don't care about it, no one's gonna. Yeah, no. I mean, like, was this in the was this in the days of Facebook when everyone's birthday was just accessible to the public? It was ten years ago. Yeah, so like Facebook wasn't as big, right? I'd say. Mm, but so like, there's still plenty of stuff and plenty of people had. <clears throat> maybe your boss yeah. would give you a, a extra half hour on lunch or break something. or something. Nah, I get that, dude. Usually, the people at that work would have picked up on it but we were like shorthanded that day it was crazy yeah so i and i just never settled in or dawned on me and i never had to write the date down for anything so yeah i just didn't 
realize that it was. And like, cause me, it's like my mom and my, all my, all my family's just like, they like to make a huge deal out of my birthday. I'm just like, there's some birthdays where I want to do that, but there are others. I'm just like, man, it's just another day. I don't want to be overly hoopla about it. Like, it's just another day. I'm like this year. I'm like 30 was like kind of a big deal. And I, like I said, I tried to make it a big deal for me, but I just, I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm 30. It's like, all right. So let me put it this way. I watched a video from North Korea, and I realized that's a weird intro, but hear me out. All right. I, I don't know what... That was for sure not the next thing I expected <laughs> you to say. I was, I was, yep. I'm comparing my birthday to Kim Jong-il's death. All right. But, so I was watching... I remember, I don't know why I was watching a video of this, but there were mourners in public. There's just people who are just like weeping and screaming and shit. Yeah, because if they you know don't show that they're mournful enough, then people might drag them off and kill their family. Exactly, and people in the comments are like, "These people are clearly acting." Oh yeah, it was so bad, and they're like acting like it was a bigger deal than it actually. Or I mean, it was a huge deal, but they acted more distraught than they actually were. Oh yeah, yeah, that was, and that's that was... where I was at, where I was like, "Oh my god, I'm thirty, my twenty because I don't want to be like, I'm still in my twenties. Meanwhile, I'm forty-two. Was your mom gonna? kill you if you did i don't get where the comparison comes in <laughs> no 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 i'm just saying that you from were faking the, it the way they were i i i was like in my <sighs> head trying to make it a bigger deal than it actually was but it really wasn't like no one this is like oh my i don't think it doesn't consume my thoughts like oh my god i'm 30 like it doesn't consume my thoughts all day it's just yeah i'm a person i'm just living life yeah i don't know it's that stuff never mattered to me i i barely care about holidays i I don't know. Like, my birthday. Oh, cool. My parents fucked, and here's the receipt 40 years later. <laughs> and here's a cake that's still sitting in the fridge 40 Fuck years yeah, later. delicious, too. What kind of cake was it? Strawberry and uh, cream cheese. Oh, dude. We'll cut you a piece. Oh, I would love a piece. <clears throat> Not now. <clears throat> later. Yeah, all I did was uh, sit around, watch a bunch of shit I wanted to watch, and uh, ate ribs and a potato. And that just sounds like a really good fucking day. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. But me and Breezy just sat around just. She made a cake. I ate cake. I ate ribs. I fucking I had a great day. Fucking champion, dude. Um, that's that's fucking awesome, dude. And, and you're gonna be at the club later tonight, kind of helping out, seating folks. Yep, yep, yep. A little bit of a last minute thing. We understand. Um, I've been really. Um, <clears throat> we talk about comedy all the time. I've really been. There we go. <laughs> that was a cool that, noise. Yeah, it was cool noise. Uh, I've really been making like a concerted effort to actually like send emails and like talk to comics and get booked into clubs and shit. And like, I was talking to um, like all this week when I was subbing, I was like, when I had nothing to do, I was just like email blasting the shit out of clubs. Every time you say subbing, I just picture you like with a ball gag and like, <laughs> well, that'd be a weird outfit to bring to Mason high school, but here yeah, we are. I just, I don't know why subbing just to me is, Sub teaching. No. I should probably say sub teaching. Yeah, yeah. That sounds better. Subbing yeah. is like, I don't. In my head, it, I, there's a way. As more sexually hope. depraved as my brain is, when I say subbing, I never think Dom versus sub. That's the first thing I think. It. That's. I never think that. I'm just like, yeah, this is what I do. I sub teach. But, like when I sub teach, when I have nothing to do, I'll, I'll just like, like the, like most weeks I'll just like work on my trivia work. Like bar trivia, but like this week I was like, 
man, I really, really want to like start to like gain some traction and stand up because I have, I haven't really traveled a whole lot this year, but over the past six months or so, like when I haven't been traveling, I've been just like at home and trying to build 30 to 35 minutes. And now I think I have that I really like go on the road and like, and this week I was just like sending emails to like I was in Fort Wayne this week. Yeah. And holy shit, it's like Wiley's on steroids. But yeah, it's uh Fort Wayne's interesting. It's an interesting spot. Yeah, it really is. Like there were some comics that were just like, Wow. But that's that's a that's kind of the charm of an open mic. Yeah, I mean you, you gotta like you gotta everywhere has like a different feel for open mics. So it's kind of fun, I think, for people to go and see some of the other ones and how different that whole vibe is and the way that people have to kind of like craft stuff it some like i've been places where everyone's expected to do some of your best shit all the time and if you're gonna work on something throw maybe one or two in yep here <clears throat> i've seen people go up and do brand new top to bottom five minutes and no one bats an eyelash yep i mean that's honestly if that could be me most sets like that if i could have a new five every two weeks fucking earn five every month yeah if i could have a new five every month fucking boom that's an hour a year. I bet you can do that. I know. And, like, this year has been, like, especially of late, like, I felt, like, really good about, like, me talking to comics and, like, like, Jeff Osmus gave me some advice. You know, one of the funniest people in the fucking world. Yeah, yeah. He said, it's a nightmare to start featuring right now. And I've said that a lot. But, and it is. But it's a nightmare to try and start featuring right now. So... A lot of comics will either a lot of headliners will either bring their own feature, or oh, the the club will book a local. Yep, yeah. the club will book a local. So Jeff told me something that I should have done a long time ago, and he said reach out to some of the headliners that you worked with and got along with. Yeah, and I reached out to three dynamite New York comics. Uh, two of them got back to me. Uh, the other one's fucking kind of famous right now which is pretty dope but i reached out to phil hanley who's famous <clears throat> but i also reached out to caitlin palufo and anthony devito right both monsters and they said they'll both keep me in mind like if like devito's like if i if i work a weekend here and i need a feature i'll hit you up and I'm just like, yeah that, i mean that's great it might not pay out right away oh i know but at some point that's that's in his head he's gonna be like, oh i need a feature for blah 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 and like, oh yeah i remember alex said he yeah you know what i mean and then yeah, think about there's a bunch of people that I'm sure will be happy to work with you. Like, oh you know, my god, be happy to have you there. Yeah, you know your uncle. Yeah, un- uncle, uncle Cyrus. Hopefully, yeah. he goes back on the road because I'm sure he would take like you guys. He take works, me in a heartbeat. Yeah, it works well together, and you guys get along great. So, oh my, it, like the best. Like, Cy's been Uncle Cyrus has been fucking awesome. He's helped me out with a lot. So, not just not just in stand up, just like in life in general. Yeah, yeah. But he's been the best, and I'm really excited to. I like. I was talking to my buddy Matt, who lives out in Charles or uh, fuck, it's in Virginia. I think it's Charleston or Charleston's West Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond. Fuck me, God damn it. But I was telling like, because there's a club out there, and like I sent my avails to them, and I was, I just told him like, dude, I've never felt this optimistic about stand up. Yeah, I think I think <clears throat> there's gonna be some patience in there because there's gonna be oh, like that weird up and down. I think that everyone goes through for a while. Yep. But just, you know, the best thing I can say that I've noticed from watching for how long I've been around it. Yep. And again, saying not someone who's never done it, I, just being around it and seeing what, just be grateful for everything you get. Yep. 
because I think there's people who come across ungrateful. Yep. And it works against them. Like I um <laughs> I won't say his name, but I ran into a comic at Holy Grail this weekend at the game and I told him and he we knew who we were, but like he told me it's like he's had trouble getting into go bananas and stuff like that. And I'm just like, You can do a pro I mean, he's like, Nah, I've been a headliner for thirty seven fucking years, I've been on all this shit and I'm just like I know comics have been doing it for 20 years. It'll still do a program every now and then. Yeah. I mean, that should never be like a, if you want to get in, if you want to do something, if you want to work at a place, make yourself available to that place. Yep. Let, let it be known that you're willing to be there and happy to be there. Yeah. And there's an age old saying, don't get bitter, get better. Right. Yep. Uh, and you know who does need to get better? What the fuck happened last week? The Bengals. Yeah, they do. They um, this they're two and three. They lost nineteen to seven to the Baltimore Ravens. All three losses have been on game-ending field goals. Yeah, it's a uh, it's getting tiresome. It is, and like there was a moment where um, was it who scored that last touchdown? Was it Mixon? Was it Mixon or Burrow? I forget who it was, but um. I should know this. Let's look it up on the internet. But like when the Bengals scored that last touchdown, I was like, they they gave the Bengals too much time, or they gave the Ravens too much time. They gave yeah. Jackson and Tucker too much time, which sucks. And I knew it right away because I put it in the Houdin Nation group chat. And I'm like, I think the Bengals gave um, the Ravens too much, too much time. time. Gave Raven and uh, it was Burrow. It was Burrow. Okay, so. See, I remember some things. Yeah. Not bad for a 40-year-old. Not bad for... And, hey, not bad for a 30-year-old either. Hey, We're getting we old as fuck. Uh, but I knew, like, the Bengals scored with, like, what? Like a minute and a half left? Yeah. But the problem is I don't think they screwed up, really, with clock management. I think they did what they could, kind of. But, yeah, it would have been nice to get one more first down in there and burn some more yeah. clock before it happened. If, you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, it, would, it just didn't pan out that way. Like, it's okay. Like I said, and like it, it, there is a little bit of a. Um, it eases the mind a little bit to know that all three losses have been like razor close. close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, you're playing a Ravens team that doesn't have a good receiver outside of Mark Andrews and maybe Rashad Bateman, and then you're playing a Cowboys team who's playing the backup quarterback and the Steelers who are playing. Who we played a now uh, a then backup at the time, yeah, or a, a now backup who was a then starter, yeah. So that's that sucks, and this is like the e- this is supposed to be the easy part of the schedule because later in the year you got the Browns, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, uh, Patriots. Who else? Do we who do we go on the road and play like week fifteen? I forget, but it's neither here nor there. It's just this is supposed to be the easy part of the year where you like you get your wins here. You play the close games later in the year, and it's uh, it's a little unnerving. Yeah, it, it gets it gets frustrating to watch, but I think that there's a good chance that uh, <clears throat> some of the teams that have seemed harder when you look at earlier, like when you're looking at the schedule early on, I think a lot, a handful of those teams don't, might not be as formidable by that point. Like you hope so, like because like you never know what could happen with injuries, right? But also just you know like. 
the Bills are getting beat in weird spots. They're doing kind of weird stuff, even though they're this powerhouse scoring team. If a defense really comes at them, it's kind of throwing them off a bit. So, like not, Bills, I'm not, I'm not. I'm using them as like the big example. Yeah, but there's other versions of that going down. That you know, the Patriots are. A little like more iffy. They're down to their third string quarterback right now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just saying they're even, even their defense has been playing real iffy. And yeah, I mean they did just shut out the Lions. Well, yeah. That, 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 that's their offense was insane. Yeah. Well, well, they they were missing DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. But again, that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah. let's get back to the Bengals, shall we? Yes, sir. Um, stats: Burrow, twenty-four of thirty-five for two hundred seventeen yards. One touchdown to my boy Hayden Hurst and one interception. What concern, I mean, this is a painfully obvious concern about Burrow, but was a lot, and we even talked about this during when I was recording with friend of the pod, Jeff Trenopel. Um Three batted passes at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, that just came from, <clears throat> they knew everything was going to be short passes. Yeah. Uh, they knew they were playing that, shell on the back end so it's gonna be more cut like a little easier to cover they're playing a little more zone than they normally do yep and uh it threw off how how the Bengals would normally play especially the ravens defense yes because we're not you no one's no one's used to seeing that they don't i mean they haven't really played like zone like that in for years yeah so yeah i think they knew everything was going to be short underneath passes and that changes you know the the ability to throw it down the ability to say, fuck it, Jamar is down there somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, also just how high you start off a pass. You know what I mean? If you're just yep. trying to zip it to somebody a couple yards away, then yeah, it's sh- closer to the ground. And you got someone like JPP over there who's going to put up his nubby fingers up three, there. Three finger that thing to the ground every time. It's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing with the, with the check down. Because if you throw it short, someone's going to bat it down. But if you lob it. There's a good chance that a maybe a linebacker or a defensive back could come in and just pick it right off, and that's a dangerous place to throw a lobbed pass to. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's poor ball protection to do any kind of yep. lob to those. So that, I mean, he was doing the right thing. It just was made predictable. It's a bad by, result. Yeah, I mean, it was just made predictable by what had been happening throughout the game and what they were doing and how everything was. You know, they just made a good read. Is really all it came down to. They played a, a certain part well. Burrow didn't do anything wrong to get those pass, passes batted down. It just became too predictable where things were going. It's like he couldn't, he couldn't outplay, he couldn't adjust to the Ravens' defense the way they were adjusting to him. Right. Well, I mean, also, I hate to say, it, I feel like he has like a little, he's a little panicked in the pocket at times. Yeah. Like if he sees it starting to fall. You know how someone like JPP that if he wasn't getting passed, then he just puts some big ass fucking Nubby arms up, up. up, yeah, his big ass long arms in the air, and you're basically trying to throw through a wacky wailing arm inflatable <laughs> tube man. Go fucking sell used cars, you three fingered fuck. <laughs> Go sell fireworks. <laughs> oh boy, it can happen to you. <laughs> it, <laughs> yep, two in the pink, one in the stink. Why so little in the stink? God damn it. It's Tom Takar's Dirty Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Why do they call it eating pussy? I've never been full. <laughs> I love that joke. Oh, Tom Brady. There was one time. We, did I tell you about the time we did it at Go Bananas and Cronin was hosting? I don't know. 
uh, Cronin came up with the idea to play the Seinfeld theme song while he did that bit. I was hyperventilating in the hallway. I was laughing so hard. I bet. So we tried. I tried to reciprocate it with Tom, and we played the Seinfeld theme song, and it just didn't work. <laughs> He's just like, "This is your idea, Schubert." And I felt so bad. Hey, you miss a hundred percent of the swings you don't take. Exactly. It's one of those things. Um, but Burrow did have a touchdown to a guy who I've le- I've literally liked since the start of his Bengals career. Hayden Hurst, for my money, has been one of the most underrated tight ends in the league this year. Easily. Because he's not like putting up like he's not putting up Andrews numbers. He's not putting up Kelsey numbers. He's not putting up like Dallas Goddard numbers. Hayden Hurst is doing exactly what the Bengals want him to do. And part of the reason why he's doing those things is because he's fucking happy to be here. Yeah. And I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, uh, our offensive line hasn't gelled to the point that you don't need a blocking tight end in there sometimes. If he was free to just go out on every route instead of have to stay in and block half the time, yeah, you'd probably see bigger numbers, but that's not that's, that's not how our offense is designed. So he's not going to get used as much, but when they do use him, he's coming pretty clutch. Yes, he ha- and like he's kind of doing what George Kittle has been forced to do with the 49ers this year because like Kittle – has put up insane numbers in the past. But he's not really able to do that because the 49ers are down a lot of bat, or a lot of offensive linemen. Yeah. So, which sucks for them and sucks for me as a Kittle fantasy owner, but that's neither here nor <laughs> there. Um, but Hayden Hurst, this game, six receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown really fucking impressed me. And it just, like, shows how much effort Hayden gives – on a day in and day out basis, because he fucking reached for that touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he just he took that, like I said, he took it on the chest. When you're, you know, you're gonna hit the ground like that. It doesn't. It's not yeah. awesome. No, it's not at all. <clears throat> and he took it real well. Yeah, he got up and started screaming at people. <laughs> really? Yeah, he got up. Who uh, I can't remember. Whoever had the grip on him, it was the initial tackle. He turned back around. Can't stop me. Can't. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking dog right yeah, there. The beast of a human being that was like flexing and screaming at you. Yeah, dude. I have a plug about Hayden later. It'll be super fun, and I'm excited to give it. Um, some other stats. Joe Mixon, 14 rushes, 78 yards. The big number for me with Mixon is 5.6 yards a carry. Yeah, he looked a lot better, and I think, honestly, the line looked a lot better. Yep. Um, I saw him try a couple of different types of pulls than they've been using, like pulling Volson over. To help on a run on the other side. And I saw a couple of uh, kind of like fake shift where the line goes one way and then kind of pushes straight to see if it opens up a hole and it works. That's stuff that comes with working together. Yeah. Communicating well. Yeah. And I think like the Bengals, I think my one of my bold predictions this year is that the Bengals are going to get their money's worth with the line eventually. Yeah. And they just have to gel and keep playing. And they're, they're going to have a couple co- tough games. Like they're going to have a tough game kind of with the Saints. Because the, their D line's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, I honestly, I, I don't expect what I've heard from a handful of people to to what the D line might be. I don't, I don't see such a huge. We'll see. I feel like it's an aging defensive line as well because Cam Jordan's been there a while. But it, re- it re- looks like they've only really like balled out on teams where it on a, on what teams that didn't have great lines. Yep, I feel like a lot of teams do that. Like. 
Um, I like the Bengals haven't been overly flashy this year with their defensive line or with their defense and all. Like they haven't been like sacking people five times a game like other teams have done on us. But they have like I've maintained this the entire year. The Bengals have been playing. The Bengals defense has been playing well enough to keep them in every single game. Oh, for sure. And I think I think this week I don't know why. I just feel like Trey is gonna. He's going. All right. Yeah, y'all didn't want to keep me. I know exactly why. And you just said it. Yeah. All right. Y'all didn't want to keep me. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna sack Andy Dalton a jillion times. Yeah, or just you know, embarrass, embarrass a guy that he's like, all right, yeah, we used to practice. I'm not worried about this. Like, no, they never, I mean, they never played together. No, I mean, he's saying he used to practice against that type of offense. Oh, okay. Setup. I didn't mean a person. Yeah. I'm no, you're good. Position, you're good. You're good. You're, yeah, yeah. Good. I've, I've, I've played against this. I know what I'm doing here. Yep. And oh, man, it'll be so much fun. And it's also, I was talking with Jeff about this as well. Like, it's not going to be a total road game for the Bengals. No, those guys are going to have the, have the damn team's going to feel like they're at home. Yeah. Eli Apple, Trey. Uh, Von Burrow, Bell. Burrow, Bell. Chase. Chase, yeah. A bunch of them are going to be like, oh, yeah, we're just back. We're just back. We're going to visit the boys. Yeah. We're going to visit the place that made us a star. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun energy that can be hopefully brought into this game. I'm going to touch on something I heard you saying on the other one. Yep. I do like the idea of them coming out early, make a statement, make the Saints chase them all game if they can. Yep. I think that will help a lot because it will slow down that pass. You know, getting to play from ahead gives you a lot more options on what you're doing. You know, you let, you, let you play a little more with what you're doing offensively. Yes. And I think um, why I said that is because the, the Saints are down a lot of fucking players. Like, they're down Jameis Winston. We're going to roast him anyway. They're down Michael Thomas. We're going to roast him anyway. We might, well, They might be down Chris Olave. We're going to roast him anyway. They might be down Jarvis Landry. We didn't get enough time to roast him. Yeah, well, we roasted him enough. Yep, we have because he played for the Browns for a few years. We'll skip him. You, if you want to listen to those jokes, go back and listen to a couple Browns episodes yeah. of Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. Uh, it'll be, like I said... If you establish enough momentum early, if you get that opening drive touchdown, like the Saints are immediately down seven zip. Yeah. And they have to play from down and Andy Dalton, I Andy Dalton gets an unfair amount of shit from Cincinnati Bengals fans. Yeah. In his Bengals days, he was a very serviceable quarterback. I mean, he did great for what he was given. Yes. <clears throat> Which was AJ Green, a couple years of Marvin Jones, a couple years of Muhammad Sanu. And a yeah, line for most of it. Yep. And I'm saying most of it, pretty much all all of it, all of it. Minus Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying the whole line together. Yeah. I mean, it had good pieces. It had Bobby Hart at times. And Yeah. Well, I mean, like when Zeitler left, that fucked up that whole side. Yeah, dude. That might have been the most underrated departure <laughs> that the Bengals have had probably in the past 10 years. Yeah, to me, as soon as I, as soon as I saw that they were letting him go and not matching the offer, I'm like, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, it was a big problem. Um, but it is going to be exciting to face Dalton again this week because it's literally the third year. In, every year that Dalton has not played for the Bengals, he's played against the Bengals. Yeah, we've, we've roasted him every year since he left. I mean, I remember the week, uh, the Cowboys week, I think I had a, a guesty poo on. But Bears and the Bears week was um, the technical difficulties week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this one's actually going to make it to air. Yay. Yay. 
other stats, Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 50 yards. Other than the first game, he hasn't really blown up, and I don't think it's his fault. No, he's being double covered. A ton. Vir- virtually all game. Like, uh, Yeah. You, th- it's Even a, he's frustrated. He's like, this is frustrating as fuck. You got to understand that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do, but also it's, I think, you know, kind of adjust to it. Make a little more room for the other guys. Like, I, there's a handful of plays where I saw Tyler Boyd with enough where it definitely would have been worth trying that pass there versus, you know, Chase is just, just meeting up with his second, co- you know, guy taking over the coverage and they're trying to hit him in between the first and second back that are covering him. Yeah. And it, it hasn't been working very well. And well, well, I think what where Chase was really good last year, it wasn't even the deep bombs. It was the yards after the catch. Yeah, yeah. Because like if Burrow can find a way to like if Chase can be soon enough in a route where he doesn't have to be double teamed, if he can be man to man, he'll be fine. Yeah, but who's going to play Jamar Chase man to man now? It's like being nobody. Like, there's not many defenses out there that can do that. And not certainly not do it effectively, you know, enough to not have to at least sometimes cover. It's like film is getting to me. Film is getting a lot smarter these days, and like there's so much. Like, cause I was thinking about this before the pod. Like a lot of times in the past, defense coordinators were like, "Be rough and tough, be tough against these guys." But now it's be rough and tough. But also we have gobs of film to help you study this offense's tendencies yeah yeah and then also how what run or what routes you know receivers like to take yep that wasn't used as much from at least from my understanding i've obviously not played on an nfl nfl team but from how it's been described it's kind of a little bit newer that that was very funny that uh there's the the db study film as much as they do yes and a lot for a lot of teams yeah because they like they have to study like the precise route runs and the when they're going to go. And it's like when they, when literally Reddit studied Mixon and they're like, oh, this is, if he's crouching, it's a run. If he's standing, it's a pass. Yeah. I, I mean, it was noticeable, I think, to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And um, the fact that Reddit, which the internet knows fucking everything now. Yeah. It's nuts. It's, it, it gets silly. Yeah. Uh, some more stats. Um, Samaje P. Ryan, four receptions, 90, 30, 93 yards. Wow. Uh, four receptions, 39 yards. He's been okay of late. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I mean, he only missed, you know, 10 important passes last year. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe get it together. Um, Tyler Boyd, uh, three receptions, 32 yards. That was a really disappointing Philly special attempt they had. Yeah, yeah it didn't. Because, like, I think, like, I mean, the Eagles did it. I think another uh, the Jets did it against us last year. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, my God, we're going to try a Philly special four years after it's cool. Well, it's, not, it, it's just don't pull it out if you're not confident, like if you haven't practiced it well. Cause yeah. They, the whole blocking scheme was screwed up for it. So Yeah. It seemed like they just practiced it a few times. Like we've seen it in the Super Bowl, and they just like – Oh, I know the Philly special. I know. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, it just it didn't work. So, I'm I'm glad they were trying something different. I'm. Yeah, I mean they're trying something different, and they're <clears throat> and like Zach Taylor's trying to. I feel like 
Taylor do you think Taylor knows that people are on to him? Yeah, I'm sure he does. So I think he's like trying to mix it up and trying to do something that um he's trying to mix it up and he's trying not to be just the run run pass truther that he's always been. Yeah. Or the run pass pass truther, who knows. Uh but like we said, a couple more points. Uh we got to help I think they held Lamar Jackson in check pretty well. Oh, I think yeah, I think uh um uh, Wilson, God damn, my brain just Logan skipped. Wilson? Yeah, my brain just skipped completely for a second. Uh, I think he did great playing that spy of, you know, he'd come in and Lamar would think he had, you know, a free space. A breakaway? Or, or he, thought, he would think he had free space to move. And then as soon as he stepped up to find that hole, there's Wilson right there in his face. Yep. Uh, uh, plenty of time, a bunch of times. Yes. I completely, like, because he only had 58 rushing yards and 174 passing yards. The passing yards might have been because they were down Rashad Bateman. Yeah. But, I mean, Andrews had a pretty damn good game because he's fucking Mark Andrews. He's always going to – he's usually going to have a pretty good game. Yeah, a kid's a monster. He's amazing. Um, even some holding their own. Burrow passes line of scrimmage. Uh, a couple injuries. Uh, the T injury is kind of concerning because he's like – he seems to – in this offense, he seems to be the glue that holds the receiving core together. He's the guy, to me, that can do everything. Well, see, I think – Actually, I'll make a point. I think Thomas did great. Oh, me too. Because he has the way he had the one for thirty three, but he had one that was called back on the penalty. Very was, close to a touchdown. But also, I mean, just fantastic route. Fantastic. He did everything you're supposed to do. Yeah, he looked great for that whole thing. So I was actually going to bring him up myself, but I completely forgot to. But Mike Thomas, he had a pretty damn good game. Yeah, he, I mean, he looked good. I guess so. Maybe we don't have to be so worried about T being out if they. You know, if, if he if he's comfortable enough to fit in like that, maybe you know, another he can game. have a few key receptions yeah. in the game. Uh, you know, maybe this this game it'll be a little more together with the receiving core, knowing that he's probably going to be the one in there. Blah, blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it's so much that we need someone that can do everything as we just need everyone to be comfortable. Yep, just everyone to be comfortable in the role and have Burrow be comfortable with the situation that he's given. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Um, I was wondering this because um, we'll assume he's a friend of the pod for cloud chasing, but he's not. I've never met him. But Lance McAllister tweeted something pretty interesting. The two lowest efficiency offenses in the NFL, like yards per play, are the Bengals at 31 and the Rams at 32. Yeah. That's, I think that offensive style is just being figured, figured out. out and, yeah. I mean, you had – both of them in the Super Bowl last year. I bet a lot of coaches spent time going, all right, how do we deal with this? Yeah, because a lot of teams, if they didn't figure it out, a lot of teams were going to emulate it. Yeah, yeah. And the Bengals were just like, let's jump on the Sean McVay train. And as of now, like, you have the weapons. You haven't had too many catastrophic injuries, but it's still being figured out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to have to change. It's going to have to adapt. That's, I mean, it happens with any any year. The, the Whatever teams are in the Super Bowl is like kind of the – the go, you know, let's go work against this kind of mentality that every other team gets. Yep. So, you know, they always talk about like the oh the Super Bowl hangover. No, you just you whatever is going and whatever is working at that time, teams are going to adjust. There's teams that spent the whole playoffs and preseason just planning ways of working. Yeah, working against that specific type of offense. Because when people say the Super Bowl hangover, it's like the Rams won the Super Bowl, and they also seem to have a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, it's just that offense is getting 
figured out. A lot of traction against it, so. It's just like systems get figured out. Physically imposing players do not. Right. Like your job. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you misuse a physically imposing player like that, like if they're not utilized correctly, then, yeah, they don't still shine. Like a physically, I mean, a physically imposing player that's used and utilized correctly. Right, right. Like a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a Derrick Henry or when he's healthy, Christian McCaffrey or yeah. Well, yeah, I just I thought it was important to make out the point. Yes, if they're used correctly. Yes, if they are used correctly. But we have the Saints this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, like we said, it's going to be. They're not very healthy right now. They're Alvin Kamara has not Kamara Kamara. I'm not sure. Like, Alvin's not been healthy this week. Or, he hasn't been himself this year. Michael Thomas is out. Jarvis Landry's out. We're still going to roast him. Jameis Winston's out. But, Lloyd. Alex. Let's take down these fucking Saints. Let's do it. Sponsored by Sports Drink. Let's start with. The mascots, starting with Sir Saint. Back off the mic, just touch. Sorry. Starting with the mascot, Sir Saint. Uh, Sir Saint, he's just an ass with eyes wearing a helmet. <laughs> Sir Saint looks like if, Gwen, if Glenn Quagmire was even more of a sex offender. <laughs> Almost went with a Stan Smith from American Dad joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that actually might be even more of a thing. I think they're kind of designed the same <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, similar. Uh, Sir Saint looks like his chin is where Jameis Winston hides all of his stolen crab legs. <laughs> what a silly thing. Yeah. And you have Gumbo as well? Yeah. What do you got? <clears throat> Gumbo, the St. Bernard. <laughs> as the Saints mascot, Gumbo's main responsibility is carry one of those little like barrel thingies under his chin. But it's actually just fill, fill, filled with piss so he can run about the city and make sure they maintain their smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Gumbo looks like an anti-sexual harassment, anti-sexual harassment mascot that goes to schools, teaches kids about why it's wrong, and then immediately turns around and hits on all the moms. <laughs> it's like sexual harassment is wrong. What are you doing later? Oh, you see this tongue hanging outside of my mouth, don't you, girl? Let's see. We're going to go to... The owner, Gail Benson. What do you have? Uh, she pulled an Anna Nicole Smith by marrying some old goober and inheriting all his money. She's just like Anna Nicole, except for the being hot, personable, funny, or racist. Wait, no, no, no. She definitely got the racist part. Check her lawsuits. Yeah. Oh, there, there's, so yeah, basically, basically the same person. Yes. Gail Benson looks like every dream she's ever had is of her slow dancing with Joel Osteen. <laughs> And this is not my burn. This is from Why Your Team Sucks, and I wanted to bring it here because I thought it was fucking great. Gail Benson looks like the final boss of Karen's. <laughs> I like it. Um, you, did, you did say she had uh, some lawsuits against a her. A lot. Gail Benson was at the center of a scandal where her and the Saints helped the Catholic Church with PR skills when it came to the church's handling uh, sex abuse scandals. Did you see that? Yeah. It was like, did you see what they sent each other? I I, I stopped halfway through, to be honest, because I just listened to the. Gonna be, I just got done listening to the time suck about Catholic priests, 
and I was still mad. <laughs> so I, I was looking to him. I was like, yeah, no, we'll go with the we'll go with the other one because there's a bunch of them like her and the Saints being racist. There's like three people that it worked for. They got fired for like uh, basically like workplace abuse. And like two of them were like, I think it's because I'm black. And they're like, <laughs> the you know the players association group, all that. They're like, yeah, you definitely were treated like dog shit. Let's not say it's because you're black. And then like the second one, then third one, they're like, come on, lady, like work with us here. We're trying to keep it from being like, <laughs> you, you know, owners are racist and that makes it a, an effect. But she, yeah, she, I think she's the big thorn in the NFL when it comes to that yep. kind of stuff. I completely agree because, like you said, uh, the PR skills and came to they helped the Catholic Church with their PR skills. Uh, the church thought they could use the Saints' previous PR experience when it came to the Saints signing Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah, the GM Mickey Loomis, uh, Louisiana, the state of Louisiana, signed Saints GM Mickey Loomis to a five-year, seventy million dollar deal. Uh. To help fix the Louisiana state, state budget. budget. Did you yeah, see that? I did. I, I went deep. His first order of business is to not pay a guy $14 million a year to help fix the budget. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that seems pretty obvious. Like, yeah, you should fire me. <laughs> no, uh, I went with a looks like because I went down a weird rabbit hole with that dude. And uh, I said he looks like if Joe Pesci fucked Bruce Campbell. <laughs> we'll call him Planned Barnaclo. <laughs> I always appreciate a local reference. So what rabbit hole did you go down with Mickey Loomis? Oh, just reading and like him getting hired to do stuff for the state. Yeah. Despite the fact that his track record isn't great, but he people like him. There's just, a lot of a lot of questionable shit came along with that. Yeah. The they really the, this organization this organization really is full of the Aints, aren't they? Instead oh, of the yeah. Saints. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Aints. Coaching. Dennis Allen. He looks like a dermatologist's wet dream. <laughs> Why does his skin look like it was patched together from every single shade of white person? <laughs> Dennis Allen looks like lives under a Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I told this one on the uh, Sports of Strawberry Ice podcast. Uh, Tom Brady allegedly told Dennis Allen, go fuck yourself during a game last year. Coincidentally, go fuck yourself is now how Tom Brady has to get off now that Giselle isn't talking to him anymore. Uh, how those statements about the wedding ring being the most important one he has are going to age poorly. Such bullshit. It was a 28-3 to 3 one. You idiot. <laughs> Quarterback. He's not playing this week, but Jameis Winston, who looks and acts like a young Bill Cosby. <laughs> Uh, Jameis Winston, man, my man has a real nose for the game. <laughs> they they say he can just smell out what the defense is doing. <laughs> Let's just say I would not invite him to a cocaine party. <laughs> I was going to err on the side of caution when making fun of his nose, but he breathed in and all the air was gone. <laughs> Jameis Winston was signed by the Saints after his years with the Bucks proved that he is highly effective at throwing passes to Saints players. All right, listen, good. there's a whole bunch of shit about Jameis Winston's pa past. There's an episode four years ago where he roasted the Bucks. We got into it. If you want to see Jameis, if you want to hear about Jameis Winston's past, go check out that episode. It's from, from old 2018. But, Lloyd, I'm going to, I might have trouble pronouncing this next guy's name. Yeah, I've heard it once or twice. Yeah. So it's, is it 
Andi Dalton. Seems right. Yeah. What do you have? <clears throat> oh, oh, Hayden Burst. <laughs> this unfortunate-looking ween. He played his college ball with the TCU Horned Frogs. Coincidentally, college was the last time he did anything anyone could could consider horny. <laughs> um, I called him. Uh, you know, I, I referenced Joel Osteen later. Yeah. Or uh, earlier, <laughs> I called him Joel Throws Screens. <laughs> that is an Alex joke. Top yeah, top, 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 really. Bottom. I love it. Oh, if you thought this was an Alex joke. Running back. Alvin Kamara. I have to load something. What do you got? All right. Uh, do you still have that one thing I had pulled up? Uh, oh. Oh, I, I did see this, though. Okay. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> oh, Poopy Goldberg. <laughs> I can't be too mean, uh, but I am forever going to call him Alvin Karma now. <laughs> he, he recently called out a white teenage fan that called him the N-word on Twitter, posted screenshots, and then sent them to the coach at that kid's school. Yes. To the point where that kid was begging him to take all that stuff down. I know. It and they was were, fantastic. There were people that were like, why did the kid respond to him at all? But well, I mean, why do you start off just saying good game N-word? Like, yeah. I've never, there's no words, not even my vocabulary. I'm not sure why I used it here. I didn't think you'd ever see it. I didn't think you'd see this, even though I sent it directly Directly to to you. you. What an idiot. He's a dumb fucking high schooler. Um, Learned a valuable lesson. Speaking of learned a valuable lesson, did you see that Alvin Kamara um, was arrested during the Pro Bowl? Uh, I do remember that. He, like, beat the shit out of a guy. He, like, beat the shit out of a guy, broke broke his bones, and sent him to the hospital and shit. And and there were like there was videos of this. He sent the guy to the hospital. Onlookers heard all this, and onlookers were quoted as saying, <laughs> "God damn you!" <laughs> I was looking forward to that one all week. I was going to say something like, "Oh, he has his backups, uh, Simon and Theodore Kamara," but. <laughs> I, it was yep. Yeah, I should have just went with it, and then we would have both had that. Yeah, you you did that. You kind of oh, yeah, did that. I mean, um, let's actually. You want to you want to move on to Theodore Kamara? Sure. Mark, V. A. Bennett Ingram. <laughs> uh, he was checked for concussion protocol uh, for taking a hit to his head neck. Uh, <laughs> as neither parts of those body are now dis- distinguishable from the other, he now is known as having a head neck. Uh, In 2019, Mark Ingram celebrated a playoff win in nothing but a towel. Coincidentally, with uh, while with the Altar Boys, New England, New Orleans area priests celebrated that playoff win in nothing but a towel. (laughs) All right. Wide receiver. Tight end. Let's start with the perpetually hurt. This guy, what do you got? Uh, he signed a five-year, $96.2 million contract. I had to go back and make sure that the man was getting paid because it seems like he should be able to afford a decent haircut. <laughs> Instead, he looks like he hides out in bushes and just sticks his head up when the trimmers are coming by. <laughs> uh, let's see. British actor, American novelist, Welsh heavy metal drummer, former attorney general of Hong Kong, and New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael <laughs> Thomas. I think you might have confused a few people there, but yeah, 
He has a head that is shaped like someone put a face mask on a pylon. <laughs> I like it. And the newest guy, Chris Olave. Uh, he keeps complaining that other football players keep coming up to him and revealing personal secrets, trying to get that personal price plan from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Jake from State yeah, Farm. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. Uh with his wide receiver skills, head injury, and appearance, Chris Olave looks like Antonio Light Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tight end. <sighs> Let's go on to Kroger brand Pat McAfee, shall we? <laughs> what do you have? Um, I don't know if you know, he kind of looks like Matthew Lillard in a lot of pictures. Okay. So I said, uh, he looks like if Shaggy from Scooby-Doo had actually lived up to his full potential. Like one caring parent sent him to military school. <laughs> uh, you, I, didn't, I didn't have a burn about this, but did you know he's literally named after a construction company? <laughs> no. It's so fucking dumb. Uh, oh. Taysom Hill is nicknamed the Human Swiss Army Knife. Did you see this? Yeah. He is nicknamed the Human Swiss Army Knife after how much I want to cut myself every time he does well. <laughs> it's like, you're a shitty tight end. You're not supposed to be kicking ass. And the backup, uh, prior to University of Dayton, Adam Troutman. You go first because I think you're going to love mine. Adam Troutman looks like if Taysom Hill actually went to church. <laughs> I said he looks like Cry Amundsen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thought you'd like that one. I love that one. That's uh, your uncle. Yes, he is. Lloyd, Alex. are you ready for the grand finale? Oh, I'm gonna let you walk in this minefield and then follow behind and see what happens. Do you have any jokes about him? Not well. That none I wrote down, but I did look through enough to. All right, let's fucking go. I've waited so long for this moment. You have no fucking idea. Let's go. Steve Gleason. Let's fucking go. There is a statue outside of the Superdome featuring former Saint Steve Gleason, who was involved in one of the most dramatic moments in Saints history where he blocked a punt in the first quarter of the first Saints home game after Hurricane Katrina. Steve now has ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, meaning he's the only person who has a statue of him that is more mobile than he is. <laughs> All right, uh, I was going to say, this is a man who went from doing the near impossible and blocking a punt, to now he does the near impossible and navigating curbs. <laughs> <laughs> and just know, I am just now starting to get the ball rolling on the Steve Gleason jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or in this case, the wheelchair rolling. <laughs> but for, this sec for this section, I have bullet points entitled Gulp, because I'm nervous about these jokes, and it's because something that Steve Gleason can't do anymore. <laughs> Yeah, in all this season, I've made fun of criminals, shitheads, and terrible, greedy owners. So for once, it feels good to make some fun of someone who actually deserves it. <laughs> I mean, if God hated him enough to give him ALS. I mean, if you want to go and watch the play, you can watch it on YouTube, which is the only kind of tube that isn't attached to Steve Gleason's body. <laughs> no, you know, I you do. You can watch it on YouTube, or what he calls. <laughs> He calls it YouTube. <laughs> uh, I, it blows into a tube. The movie's yes. You know, I do feel bad for joking this much about Steve Gleason, 
But it's been 17 years, and FEMA still hasn't come in to fix him yet. So who's the real <laughs> asshole? Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> we got him so good, more than his nervous system has. <laughs> I don't think we got him quite that bad. But I'm close. When I first wrote these jokes, this is true, I actually donated to the ALS Foundation. <laughs> I have receipts and everything. I feel like I'm going to have to now, so... <laughs> I mean, Steve. I mean, Steve is still alive, but ish. unlike the Saints' playoff, he's still alive, but not really like the Saints' playoff chances. Yeah, ish. But Lloyd, Alex, I think we put him in a wheelchair pretty good. I think so. Let's move on to some predictions and bullshit. Sponsored by our network, Sports Drink. Spelled like that, just with no vowels. Yep. Try not to let the funk out. I should have had the read with me. Yep. But. <laughs> Predictions and bullshit. Uh, this is a winnable game for the Bengals. It really is. I so agree. If you establish, if you establish momentum early, and really like make the Saints play from behind the whole game, like this is a team, especially like with a past his prime, Andy Dalton, a depleted receiver core, Alvin Kamara, who has not been himself this year, but um. If you play like, do uh, you have to leave, Lloyd? Uh, in just a few minutes, yeah. Yep. So if you make Alvin Kamara play, um, if you if you really focus on Alvin Kamara, you really have a chance. If you um, if you make the Saints play from behind, I think this is a very winnable game, especially considering the Saints' health situation right now. So I say, Bengals, two hundred and eighty-five million. Wow, this is a good game. Saints. 32. All right. Yeah, seems doable. Player of the game is going to be Cordell Volson. All right. He is going to play running back. I love it. 32 carries, 300 yards, seven touchdowns. He unplugs Steve Gleason's wheelchair six times. <laughs> love it. All right, my prediction, uh, Bengals are going to win, um, I'm going to say 61. Okay. To two. Oh, player of the game? Uh, Gleason for running onto the field with his wheelchair. And, no, I'm, I'm kidding. He got, he got commit the, to the bit. No, he, he's the one who gets the safety. Oh, okay. Actually, my real player of the game is Logan Wilson. Okay. Who is going to have 15 batted passes, three stripped Fumbles for three touchdown recoveries. And then at the end of the game, he's going to pull off a mask, and we're going to realize it was just Luke Wilson the whole time. Yes. Um, my uh, my uh, bold prediction, and then we'll leave because I know you're texting Marty right now. My bold prediction, Zach Taylor gets a Gatorade bath at the end of the game, but it's not Gatorade. It's Steve Gleason's pee bag. And, you know, that's now actually what uh, Gumbo carries around. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Finally, pluggity plugs. Uh, listen to the Bastard Sermon. As always, I new was episode, just on it. New episodes every Saturday uh, for the Patreon listeners. New uh, Sunday for everyone else. Um, yeah, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We just had Mr. Alex on for my birthday. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so, yeah, check that out and uh, go to Go Bananas. Always, dude. Um, I will be uh, 
at a lot of places. I'll be in Chicago later this month. I won't be at the Panthers game. I'm looking to sell my ticket. I have a couple potential suitors. Um, I was just at Lost and Found yesterday. I'll be at Summit City Comedy Club later this month. I'll be at Louisville Comedy Club this Tuesday. I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Chicago November 4th. Uh, and I'll be in... I'll be doing VA show, Butch McGuire's. So come and check that out. Lloyd. Alex. I think we really have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, New Orleans, Orleans Saints. Saints. We, we like the Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals.